Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is Authentic Conversations Around the Messy Intersection of Faith, Family, and Business. Uh, This episode, I have got a treat for you. It's an interview that I did with four business people who are part of a small group. And so what we're going to unpack is what the benefits of community are, what the barriers to actually joining and building that community around you are, and what are some baseline keys to look into and to look for in building that. So you'll hear from them, you'll hear some stories of what's happened as a result of this, and uh, I trust that you will have a wonderful conversation. You and I don't know how we will handle everything that God wants to give us. I know that God wants to give us more. But I've seen so many people, it messed them up. So number one, I can say, Lord, build in me the character to handle what you want to give me. Whether that's financial resources, whether that's connections, whether that's the power of God, where every person I lay hands on gets healed. One, God, build in me the character to sustain that level of anointing. But secondly, what I know is I can build connections around me where there are bands of brothers men, women, whatever that may be, so that we keep one another strong. What I love to call it is a baseball bat covenant. If you love me, you will tell me the truth. If you love me, you will tell me the truth. And so that's what I'm seeing happen where there's communities, small communities of fully committed people to one another, working together, encouraging and empowering one another. And that's what we want to talk about in this session. So, before we go further, let's, uh, I want to know who's sitting up here. So, let's start at the far end. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? What's your business? Okay, I'm, I'm Anton Mickett. You can say Anton if it's easier. Uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, a wonderful family's here with me. As you've met Rachel and Abigail. They're like prophetic powerhouses. Um, we are traveling together, having some fun, and we are in the electrical contracting business. Uh, started by my grandfather in 1984. Uh, my name is Lee Archer. Um, I am from Canada, but live in the Fort Worth area, and uh, I have a private equity group. Brad Huff, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Home services, heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. So the reason these four up here is I want to talk about unpack the benefits of community and how we need each other, why this is so important. And I'm going to pitch this to you in a moment, Nate, because we talked about this together. Um, these four guys plus another are part of a group that meets every two weeks. Now, this is an example. Just because this is here like this doesn't mean you have to do what they do. Uh, For me personally, I have four guys that I meet with every two weeks in the city where I live. And we just meet for lunch every two weeks. And I don't have a baseball bat. I have a two-by-four covenant with them, which is literally a piece of wood two feet long with their names on it signed. And I have that in my garage. And the deal is if we ever start finding one another being idiots, we have permission to come to one another's garage, pull out that two-by-four and whack one another in the head with it. Now, it's a symbol. (laughs) But what I know about some people, particularly business people, we can get so focused on what we do, which is a strength. 
But sometimes we need to be hit in the head with a piece of two before before we pay attention. So this is part of this process. Nate, what would you add? Well, we're, we just said we don't have that signed yet, so I guess we need to do that. We're working up to that level of, uh, <laughs> of commitment. But, um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's been so powerful to journey around this in community, and this has been for probably the last year. But, you know, I went out to heaven in business by myself 2017, and, you know, my community became kind of audio and, and just pouring in. And then Mike was the first person that I dragged out with me. And it's just been powerful to take this stuff because we're here and we get inspired. But it's all about kind of the daily process of walking that out and what does that look like. And again, you know, we talked about this earlier, but there's fear sometimes to step into the unknown. So it's powerful to have other people in your life that spur you on and encourage you. You know, iron sharpens iron. Um, but to have people that will call you out and also, you know, call you into greatness. And so I would just like to personally say thank you all for being here because these men all flew on their own dime to be here simply because I said, like, hey, can you be here and help me with this? And so, you know, that speaks volumes to say, like, hey, they all run big companies, have how many employees? 60 employees. How many employees? 700. 700? 150? These guys all have a lot of responsibility. So one, it speaks for their heart being willing to, to serve, but two, just the relationships that's there. So thank you guys all for, for being here. It's powerful to have that. And how many employees do you have, Nate? I've got kids. <laughs> it's, it's funny, because when everyone, Sonny and Brad, were talking about you know, their employee problems, I'm like, I deal with that. It's with my <laughs> two, four, six, and eight-year-old every day. <laughs> Nate, I was, ta I was talking to... Some, some of the team here, and I said, I started working for the company when I was 13. So you're, I mean, how old's your oldest? She'll be nine. Okay, yep. it's time. First employee. <laughs> so what we did is, what I want to talk through is, number one, what are the benefits? Because you guys are business guys, like business people, what are the benefits? Like if I'm going to jump into some kind of relationship like this, what's the benefits of it? What do you see happening? Number two is, how do we do this? What are the barriers to actually engaging in genuine community. And then number three, what's the baseline criteria? Number one, benefits. Number two, barriers, what stops people doing this and it working really well. And number three, what's the baseline criteria that we look for in building a, whether that's a band of brothers, a band of sisters, whatever that may be. Now, I've seen the same happen with, uh, this is a group of guys, kind of obviously. I've got a group of women which is hilarious, they talk more and get more done. You just work that one out. And then a group that's mixed, which actually is, there's, there's, it doesn't matter, but it's this powerful way of connecting. So let's just jump right in. Um, you guys all signed up for this group at some point. Um, Why did you get into it to start with? Can you remember that far back? Um, the why, so for me, the, for me, the why was um, really looking for like-minded leaders that were going after um, really just the heart of the Father. And uh, I reached out to Heaven and Business, and that's, that's really where it started for me. And you don't always find that uh, in your in your within your business you don't always find that 
Um, and I, I think it's, it's very, very healthy, I've learned that it's very healthy to find people that are outside your business that can speak into the inside. Yeah, um, for me, I felt like I had good, godly, spiritual mentors in my life, and I knew quality business people, but I did not know quality business people that also operated from the same sphere of faith. And not to say that I didn't know any Christian business people, because I do, but I felt like for so long it was kind of a, a foreign, kind of a foreign language, and so for me it was just all around like, hey, having community and a resource to be able to bounce ideas off or help me process things or you know when I feel like the Lord's encouraging me to step to say like okay well go for it you know you've gone through this process and yes he's calling you into that and to step as opposed to purely using like worldly wisdom and kind of filtering through that and I think one of the most powerful things that this group has done for me is, you know, if you look at the guys up here, there's a lot of what I'd say best practices that we could all speak from, you know, whether it's running companies or just things we've seen. I remember one session, you know, someone was probably dealing with employee issues. Brad, was it you? (laughs) (laughs) It could have been Brad. (laughs) Um, But it kind of devolved into into best practices. And I remember Andy stopping and saying, hey, guys, like, wait. He's like, Best practices are great, and there's a lot of that. He's like, but what we need is like one whisper for the, from the Holy Spirit because that changes everything. And so for me, it's been able to be in an environment where that's where we're going after is that one revelation from the Holy Spirit, which is different than any other aspect of my life. Cool. Yeah, I think for me, um, being business or entrepreneur, like it's lonely. Who feels lonely? And I've always looked, you know, in sort of the conventional ways to find my tribe. And like we're, like we're herds, like we, we need to be around others who are like-minded. But when you decide to go into business, like it's not for the faint of heart. You really want to walk and run with people who can run and walk as fast as you can, who have that mental fortitude, who wake up every day, leave the cave, find something, kill it, and drag it home. Like, it's very few and far between. And what I love about my tribe is these guys don't need anything from me. They're not on my payroll. They don't require health insurance, you know, just the typical standard (laughs) stuff. But it is my joy to... I think the best picture is I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And they, they challenge me and, and I get to, you know, speak that, that same type of, you know, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Cause typically they're just a reflection of what's going on in me as well. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I could then just apply to Brad's employee problems. I could use that too. You know, like, so yeah, find your tribe, you know, or create it. You're a business person, create your own ecosystem. Yeah, for me, I, I got into the group because of relationship with you and just my respect for you. And you told me you were putting this together, and uh, I just trusted you. And so, you know, I, I have similar groups within my industry outside of this group and, and like-minded people with faith and, and things of that nature. Um, but it's just great, like this group. I, I know Anthon's in 
electrical services as well, but it's still different. It's just great to get different perspectives. You know, someone told me one time, if you want to know about the properties of water, don't ask a fish. And like, that is so true. Like get an outside perspective and write that one down. And so, yeah, it's just been great to, um, and like, I'll be honest, I don't have time for it. Every, whatever day it's on my calendar, I'm like, I don't have, I don't have time to do this. Every time I walk away blessed. And so, if nothing else, we get to see Lee in his sunglasses looking all cool driving. And it's, uh, it's just a, it's a really uplifting time for me. We, we always have time for it on our calendars, don't we, fellas? It's I, top I never, priority. Never a problem ever. Never a problem. Pretty confident Lee's not been there the last three weeks. Yeah. Are you still in the group? So, as you can tell, they were pretty much strangers to one another. We connect. It was interesting, the first time we met, I was actually intimidated by their business aptitude and ability, so I reverted to my old best practice, which is let's do a mastermind in the best sense of the word, which is principles. And we talked through some strategies. I got off that call and realized it was okay, but it was no different to what the world can do. And the one difference that I want to see is what can God do? So the second time we met, which is every two weeks, we're going to start by asking Holy Spirit what he wants to say, and we're going to do that. What was profound was within a very short period of time, not only did we get to the real issues, the issues behind the issues, by hearing what God said, but we went so much deeper, touching family, touching children, touching... And what that did was built a level of trust and connection and momentum and freedom that just comes as like, dang, this Jesus thing, it works. So I'm loving that. The second thing is it was probably two months in where one of them said, hey, we should do this and we should meet in person and, and bring our wives. So literally that's what we did. And it was off the charts good. Like as you would know, if, if you've been around longer than two years doing anything, it's one thing to have a bunch of guys to get together, but then you bring five spouses together as well and to have them hit it off and just incredible, that's what happened. It was like, this is set up in heaven, and that's what we're seeing happen. And I'm learning and observing and watching what's going on uh, in things that are happening in their lives, around their lives, and between them. That's just, you, you can't make this up. Like, there's something going on more than we can see. It's like, oh, we're two or three gathered together. There, God is in the midst of them. Uh, when two or three agree, anything in my name shall be done for them. There's some principles and truths in the Word of God that actually work more than we realize. What if we leaned into it? So my next question is, oh, yeah, yeah, go, go. Yeah, that, that part you just touched on with when we got the spouses together. You said as entrepreneurs, we can just feel lonely and everything. I, I never realized how lonely my wife can feel with all of that and how blessed she's been by you guys. I think you guys have had conversations since we left, but to see that honestly has been worth more than, than anything else because she's been so blessed by the relationships from the other spouses. Which is so cool. And, and I'll add to that too, because um, that's been part of my journey. And I think Andy, you and I had that conversation is like how to, as a leader of a family, how do we journey with this as a family? And so. For me, that's my spouse. But again, I'm in a season of life where I have four young kids. And so to be able to <clears throat> have people in my life and have uh, guys that are 
looking at it from the same perspective and Andy that's facilitating that, saying like, hey, let's talk about generosity. You've got to first be generous to your family. And my wife was quoting Andy around that. I think Andy said, you better not give to a charity before you buy that table that your wife wants. And she was, she was very thankful for that. But to have people in my life to say like, hey, it's not just about the health of your business. It's about the health of you spiritually and you as a dad and a husband and business comes as a result of that. And second to that, like that has been priceless for me. Again, in the season, starting a business, four young kids, to have those voices say, do it well. And you don't have to sacrifice from one in order to do the other. That table looks good in your house. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah, so when we do that, when we do that and we, and we focus on those things, what we have found, I, I, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, but what we found is that our businesses get better. So we start, we're praying and pro- prophesying over our families, over, over, you know, really whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in that moment. And then we walk back into the business environment. For me specifically, I will walk back into a business environment and a deal drops in. You know, and people say, I can't believe that that happens. Well, I believe that it happens <laughs> when we listen, when we, when we begin to focus on the right things, and the, then the business just starts to click. So. so we're talking about benefits. So benefits, remember right back in Genesis where God said it's not good for man to walk alone? And that's the same principle. And Jesus sending the disciples out two by two. Now, and it's like, well, there's nobody here in my city. One, there is somebody in your city. Just ask Holy Spirit, and he will lead you to that person. And you're going to have to choose to be open, vulnerable, honest, and build trust. Number two is you're not limited to your city. There's people literally across the states and across the world that are just hungry for this level of connection that you can do. And it just takes one person to initiate it, and away you go. So benefits, you talked about it's benefiting your family, it's benefiting decisions that you're making, uh, you, it's, it's best practice. What are some of the other benefits that you've gained from walking in community? I, I mean, for me, I've been in the middle of um, transition and just wisdom, and there's been, honestly, like things that they've seen that I've not seen. And so, again, it comes back to that, you know, it's not a two-by-four moment, but it's it's something where, like, hey, maybe I move forward differently if one of these people I don't trust says, like, no, there's issues. Like, here's what I'm perceiving. Here's what I'm sensing. And then looking back, saying, oh, my goodness, like, I'm so glad that that wisdom came because I would be in a different position. And so for me, it's just been like, hey, having a governor to say, like, no, you know, you're going to crash and hurt yourself because of this. And a lot of times it comes out of past experience and Holy Spirit bringing something up to say, like, I've been down that path. Here's how it ended. Here's caution. And so for me, it's been so critical, specifically around forming um, business relationships. I mean, I'll, I'll, a couple of examples. If it wasn't for these voices in my life, partnerships would have looked very different. I'd probably be in a different position today as a result of that. So it's been huge benefit just to have that pause from others. Cool. So wisdom. And you get to choose to listen and act on it, but wisdom's there. Somebody else. Tangible benefits that you've experienced from walking in community. You have to be vulnerable. 
Yeah, you can't be ambiguous about your your stuff because these guys are smart and they'll sniff it out, and it's good. It's healthy. Um, it uh, makes you deal with your own dysfunction. Um, it makes you really pause and 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 think. Okay, is this the best decision? Not just for my business, but for me, for my family, and having people to say, "Hey, there's no fun in that dysfunction," and really call you out on it. Like it's it's good. It's good for my soul. Yeah. And. When kids are leaving home and we get on a call together and someone's really upset about a kid leaving from home, we can comfort and encourage one another. It's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. And we can pray for one another. And that's pretty powerful. What else? Yeah, just kind of tag on to what you said, Lee, just with vulnerability. I'll, I'll give you a specific example. That was earlier on in this year. We're we were going through a banking transition at, at Lighthouse, and I mean, I was really concerned about it. I, I was, I was, um, I had to be vulnerable with the group, and um, kind of put my fears out there of like, hey, this this may not work out. <laughs> and we just come out of the, we just came out of the pandemic. We had like 500 employees at the time, and and it was, I mean, it was really kind of wrenching my heart. Um, laid it on the table, and um, these men began to just pray and prophesy over um, the situation. And uh, just, just, I just got a peace and a calm over it. And uh, really, to make a long story short, the Lord put together a better deal than we could have ever imagined. Um, it was better than I could have ever expected. And um, what I thought was a bad thing ended up being a great thing. Uh, and it came with some pain in the process, but, um, but always um, the Father's just that good. Uh, but that's a benefit, just to be able to have people to say, hey, this is really bugging me, and um, in a safe place. You know? uh, what about, tell us the testimony of what happened with Google the first time. Uh, yeah, so... If you can. I, yeah, that's... <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> A large data center builder. <laughs> um, we, we built, I could talk about Facebook easier. Bing. It was Bing. Um, we're, yeah, Facebook's easier to talk about because oh, sorry. Facebook's open with their information, if you haven't found out. <laughs> um, but we, we build data centers, and uh, we have a big data center that we're building uh, for Facebook in Richmond. And um, there were two other big clients out there that are building data centers and they approached us uh, and they said we we don't we don't want you to just build one we have like two or three of these things that we want you to do and um, I, there's just been so much of that of just the Lord opening up opportunities and it's more of just for, for us it's just been like stewarding identity and knowing who we are knowing what we're supposed to do saying no to the right thing and yes to the right thing. Yeah. I think one of the things it kind of highlights, which is you may or may not be aware of, that some of the testimonies that you tell, you, you can't tell people. And so here's the example for me, is when I started Heaven of Business as a, as a ministry under Bethel Church. 
So before I got there in 2008, all of the testimonies every week at staff meeting are miracles. This person walked into the prayer house, stage four cancer, a tumor dropped off. They got healed. It's awesome. This person went to this place and uh, all these homeless people got saved. Wonderful testimonies. Really, really good. Then Andy shows up. And I come in, and so there's cancer healed. There's uh, metal rods disappear. Brilliant testimonies. And then Andy shares, the grace on my life is financial miracles. So I share a financial miracle. And it just goes quiet. Uh, Awkward quiet. And I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said anything. And then someone tells another healing miracle, and it gets really excited. That was 2008. We're now 2021, and now it's common. But it took that shift of awkwardness to celebrate other aspects of the nature of God so that we see cities fully alive, not just healed sick people, but healed economies, like the backbone of a city gets healed, the metal dissolved in the systems of a society getting healed. It's a big, big deal. So one of the things that I've seen happen in this group is that people can actually celebrate testimonies, financial miracles, favor, the size of some deals, uh, certain employees leaving that you couldn't necessarily share public or in a church setting because they just wouldn't understand what on earth you're saying. But amongst peers, you can literally celebrate that and say that's so awesome. Any comments? Yeah, I mean, we're all business people, and so I, I don't think in any of our businesses you could ignore like what God's done in revenue growth and contracts gotten... I mean, for me personally, I'm five months in, and I made this comment, like, I thought it would have taken five years to get to this point. And, like, that's a total God thing, and, you know, there's just been favor. But that's not even been the focus. That's been, like, just what God's decided to do. But, I mean, I've seen that in everyone up here. Like, if, and I don't know if this was as a result of this happened after, but if you look at what's happened in this last year, like, there has been tangible financial results that we could probably measure very, very easily. So, I mean, again, like benefits, I mean, I don't even know how to quantify it. God showed up and things happened amazing. Yeah. We become better husbands, better fathers, better leaders, and it happens all around. Question for you. What, what are the best? So we talked about the benefits. The testimonies from you guys are just phenomenal. Uh, we've talked about wisdom, power, connections, perspective, encouragement, and comfort. Barriers. Uh, what, is, what things would stop business people, men and women, actually engaging in healthy community dialogue, commitment like this? What have you had to overcome in order to engage? Time is always the big one for me. I mean, it is a commitment, right? It's, it's not a 15-minute in and out. No, I mean, it goes, we spend an hour 15, hour and 30 each, every other week. Yep. So time's a big one for me. Yep, it's a commitment. Yeah. I think we all have come up against the, the mirror of performance-based identity. And so when you're in a, a stable with a bunch of other thoroughbreds, you, everybody's got a performance metric. And so <clears throat> letting that guard down and uh, 
I think the, the ROI isn't the return on the investment, but it's the return on the inspiration that these guys give me because, like I said, they don't need anything from me and I don't need anything from them. And so what we do share is, you know, sort of that combined, man, Brad had faith for that. Well, I'm going to borrow his because he had breakthrough. And that, that, uh, that drive for, for shifting from performance-based identity to, like, performing from value rather than for value is a so good, like it's so healthy. And so I think the biggest benefit is that these guys inspire me to, to continue, you know, um, really just going after it. So, yeah, I think breaking through that identity around performance, none of you have ever dealt with that, I'm sure, just us. Yeah, I would just say uh, having to be vulnerable. I mean, I feel like we shield ourselves so much in business, but also in church culture. How are you doing? Okay, well, let's really talk about how you're doing. And you have to be open and have to be vulnerable. And, I mean, for me, one of the most impactful things, um, we actually, uh, earlier this year, my wife and I lost a baby. And um, it was the first time we've ever experienced it, four kids. And going through that I you know I remember like sometimes like I probably didn't even want to talk about it but these guys saying like like how are you really doing and to be able to to walk with me through one of the hardest seasons of my life and it you know again these are <laughs> business contacts I have that are friends but that's not the theme at all but to be open and vulnerable to just deal with stuff um I mean it was it was powerful just to, to have that connectivity. But I first had to just be open with how I was doing. And, you know, I think that's been a challenge in other settings as far as, one, just having trust that, like, hey, it's a safe space. And then, two, other people that you would want to speak in your life around that, um, but being vulnerable. Cool. Yeah, I, I would just say the same thing, really. Um, it's in business, you have a lane and you stay in that lane. And I think that that's been the, probably the barrier that I've had to break through is like, um, and really it happened pretty easily and quickly. It's like, oh, this is not a normal business meeting. This is, this is a heaven in business meeting, right? And, um, you know, breaking that vulnerability of just saying, yeah, uh, I need some help with this and would like some prayer over it. Yeah. We were talking earlier, and so I had a little bit of a, a head start and thinking, what are some of the barriers? One is fear which is just works against you actually opening up. Two is pride, which is also the performance thing. It's just like, oh, Lee's got the coolest glasses. I should get some glasses like <laughs> Lee. You gotta see these, I don't know if you got them with you. You gotta wear them tomorrow. The, yeah, wear them tomorrow. They're, they're really just Oakleys, are. like who does, somebody but else have a pair of Oakleys in this room? But thank you. They're just there we go. Look, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> They're not that special. We are, we are secretly. Hey, now you look good, Mama. Secretly, we're all jealous of Lee's glasses. Um, lies. Lies that we believe about ourselves and lies that you believe about business and God, they will stop you being vulnerable and open and building connection. And then finally, ignorance. There's just some of us that just got stupid. And we just need to get over it. And actually, if you don't know, ask. Ask someone who does. Or someone that looks like they do. Ask Jesus. Jesus, I don't know. I know that I need 
to walk with others. You said it, and I'm recognizing that I'm alone and isolated. I need help, and I don't even know how to start. Holy Spirit, can you bring to mind some people that I could talk to? And I would start with, Lord, is there a seasoned business person in my church community that I could have a conversation with? Perhaps I could take them out for coffee. So there's a 21-year-old in our environment back in Reading, and that's literally what he did. Is He wanted to interview uh, CEOs and business leaders about how did they win, how did they succeed in life. That turned into a job opportunity. That turned into, I think it would have been three to four years, the hardest three or four years of his life, working his butt off in an IT company that then was purchased and as a mid to late 30s, he suddenly had millions of dollars dumped in his bank account. How did that happen? By picking up the phone and asking about 30 different business leaders, can you tell me about how you've achieved what you've achieved? How did you keep your marriage together? Crazy. Just by asking questions. So ignorance is no excuse. It's actually an opportunity. Anyone add to any of that? No, this is good. Are those, can we get a copy of those glasses? Is it, if I steal them? <laughs> they're no. like 72 bucks. Like, they're not even that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, maybe we could get some. They look like $350. No, no, no way. <laughs> they look, we're complimenting you, Lee. We just think you look awesome. Um, final question is baseline criteria. So, if I'm sitting in a crowd, if I'm listening to you guys talk, uh, and in this case, we're adamant, number one, Christ-centered, not Bible-based, not faith-based, Christ-centered. It's different. Like, Christ is the center of everything I do, and there are no lines. Number two, it's 100% business. Unashamed, we're called to this. And if we're called to business, we're not called to mediocrity. We're called to excellence in all that we do. So don't you dare taper off, do a half-life. You Like, who told you you should stop? Like, and whatever that looks like. It may be giving away more. It may be expanding, creating more jobs. It could be whatever it may be. But do not stop until you're dead. And then you get to expand forever anyway. And then number three, it's kingdom. And for us, the kingdom advancing, which looks like how is the kingdom manifesting in and through you in your business? It's not just about you making more money or employing more people or getting more houses or stuff. It's about how is the kingdom advancing in and through what you are doing? And there's so many different aspects and examples of that with, with Lee and their business partnering with another organization that places pastors. Is it pastors? Yeah, in essence, yeah. Into housing communities to create community. There's so many ways that the kingdom can manifest, but somehow engaging. So in doing that, some baseline criteria. If you guys were going to do this again, what would you look for in people that you're going to connect with, whether that's locally in Pittsburgh? Who would you be looking to connect with? Uh, how would you know that you found somebody that you could start to build this connection with? I can, I can um, kick us off. So I, I look at kind of having people in three different lanes of my life. Um, those who I would, I would say like, hey, down the road I want to be where you are. And I think that looks like healthy marriages. 
I think that looks like people of character and that probably looks like success as far as business as well. And so there's a few people in my life like that and the relationship's a little different because again, I'm grabbing a cup of coffee with them or a phone call maybe once a year, but I'm very intentional about what I'm trying to get out of that as far as like, hey, you know, I'm walking the similar path. What were things of wisdom that, you know, to your younger self, maybe you, uh, you would have shared. Um, the, second, the second area I look at is like peers that I can walk alongside of that can kind of be in the trenches with me, which is exactly this group. You know, and again, it's a similar kind of perspective around not Bible, but Jesus and kingdom. And that's in invading every area of our life. Um, and then the third is like, I want to help others be the, I want to be the person I wish I had, you know, for my younger self. And so for me, this was a gap up until, I mean, really these guys and some of the others all came into my life within the last two to three years. And so I look back and say, man, when I was in my 20s, when I was in my early, early 30s, like I wish I had an Andy in my life or I wish I had Lee in my life. And so then I see others that I'm like, man, if I could be that person for them. Yeah. Like, let me do it. And, you know, again, there's got to be hunger from them as well because they've got to be at a place where um, you can pour into their bucket. But for me, those are kind of the three areas um, that I look at. That was, that was good. I, yeah. I, I, might, I might follow that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the yellow chair. <laughs> I think that... Um, one of the greatest things that the Lord has done for me is he has highlighted people in my life. And if you just ask him, like, if you just start with the Father and you say, if, um, if we use Nate's model, just like, will you, Lord, will you please highlight a mentor for me? Um, he's always faithful to do that. He always is. And I would say, I would say as you are doing that, or Lord, highlight a peer. Like I need, I need a peer, somebody that can, that I can walk beside. Um, as you're doing that, just be really open, because um, what I found is it, it's not, it's not necessarily one that I would, it was on even on my list. Uh, even like your story, Andy. I mean, I think that, I think that as we just as we trust Holy Spirit on it, he he gets he sets those connections up. Could be somebody you met in the room today. Uh, it could be, you know, and there's, if you just ask him, he will highlight the right person. That's good. Or group. Yeah, I think, um, I, I don't like when it's hard. So if it's, I just like the organic. And so if I've got a, our table, we're talking about rest and striving. If I've got to strive to make the relationship and I'm just not interested so I just think if it's, if it's easy, if it's peaceful, if it just flows for me, if it's just more natural, it's, that's what I look for. So Brad, you're one that's unique. The only reason that you connected with, so this is unique. He connected at the first ever event with Heaven and Business, and it was the, because a f mentor of his told him he should come. And he didn't even check it out with his wife until the night before. What are we going to? In Reading, California, and you may have think, thought twice about it. But what I want to highlight is you had that guy, Bill, in your life. You've got Ken in your life. You've got people that you intentionally seek out. So it's not comfortable because I know that you drive and fly all over the place to be with Ken. 
So how did you find those people and what do you look for? Well, I think, you know, you just mentioned different people, but one of them's um, become a spiritual mentor to me. And so he's in Indianapolis. The other's got a ministry. He's on the road, you know, 200 days a year. And so I was looking for something different with him. But what happened with all of them is I became friends with them. And um, how do you become a friend with a stranger? Well, I think you have to, A, be intentional about it. For me, I'm an introvert. Like, you know that about me. Like, I will go home from here and not talk to anyone until I get up tomorrow morning and get back here. That's how I rejuvenate. So it's hard for me. I think other people are more natural at it. But I think you have to be intentional about it. you got to put in time. It's effort. Um, But if it's important enough to you, you'll do it. And I know we were on a call with the gentleman who was documenting all of the revivals. And you asked him, you said, why did the revivals die? And he said, oh, I know exactly why they died. They didn't have a relationship. And so I think relationship, you know, if you think about it, like, our, our God is a trinity. So there's, you know, the, the very word university means unity and diversity. You know, on the back of our dollars, it says e pluribus unum, out of the many, one. Well, you can't have that in effect if you don't have it in the cause. We're the only faith that has it in the cause. You have community in the trinity. So that, to me, tells me a lot about how we were created. We were created to be in community. And so, really, we're just walking in community. We're walking in how we were designed to walk. And it's, I don't think there's any other way that works. Yeah. yeah, so for you, you identified, I want to grow in this. So with a mentor, I want to grow in a particular area. Then, however, that you were maybe listening to something, maybe you met somebody, and then you positioned yourself to go after it. And you're intentional and focused, knowing that actually it was uncomfortable for you and against your nature, but you just knew it was the right thing to do and you're persistent. Yeah. Have you pursued anybody and it hasn't worked out? Yeah, there's been... I'm inter- it's interesting to me that a lot of the, big, the bigger names, right, which I've come to believe the bigger names are nothing more than the best marketers. That, that's really you what write that one down. <laughs> yeah, they're the best marketers. So I've learned to be careful with who I go after because you can be let down real easily. And so um, it's, it, it's just, and again, I'm a feeler. So if you're a part of the feeler group, I feel it really quickly yeah. either way. And um, once you feel it, you just keep going after it. And, but the persistence thing that that's, I find most of us, like most of the time in life, I think when we, we give up too early. Yeah. Like we're, we're just right there, but we're so impatient. We just give up too early. And if you're called to it and the Lord's on it, you just, you just got to keep going and you'll get there. Super good. Anyone else? I love these guys. And it's just been a journey of just a pleasure to walk with. We've got four groups like this. Uh, I've got a p- private group meeting in my city. Uh, I've got others that I intentionally reach out and connect with. I'm realizing now that I'm 47 that that's uncommon. What I thought is just normal, and it's genuinely out of curiosity more than anything else. 
and just people that I look up to. And I know myself, I'm not a knower. So <laughs> those that know, they just know. I'm more of a, I think I'm hearing God. And so I need to, and I'm a verbal processor. So I need people to actually sound that off with, which has been so helpful for me. So I'm grateful for all of you because my life is better because of you. Okay, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, thank you that you've placed me in community more than I even know. It's just the very nature of God to do this. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to bring to mind, whether that's a knowing, a name, a picture, a phrase, somebody that I could actually reach out to and either be a friend to. Don't even worry about mentor. Don't put a title on it. Just be a friend to. Or someone that I could ask to input into my life. 